0: And <speaking in> the Anderi and Alana Masuri, Ecare B Andya, Veri leba Laba Andara in Nadi Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Eva andari ele peri andaya sa Eva andali va andeli va andaya va seed Hallelujah Thank you Jesus Praise the Lord Hallelujah Thank you Jesus Glory to Jesus Hallelujah
1: ye boroshantra bakra kra sundara bakra kra sethe thank you jesus boropopopop setra bakra kra papa thank you, jesus. Thank you, jesus. Thank you jesus. Hallelujah. hallelujah thank you lord Blessed
0: be the name of the lord glory be to god saints of god praise god almighty We thank God for your lives. We thank God for this wonderful opportunity that God has given to us to come together as his children fellowship around the table of the Lord where the darkness of Satan's power is over and the true light of Jesus shines so brightly, shines with salvation, healing, deliverance, peace, power, and prosperity for all who believe in God and trust in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is my pleasure to share with you today God's Word. I want to thank you for joining me today. All saints of God and all God's people around the world, our World Missions Ministries Online Church, our members, Partners, our friends. God bless every one of you and your families. This is World Mission Ministry Sunday Church Service. Amen. And I'm Pastor Anthony Kirksey. We want to go to God
1: in prayer. Now let's pray.
0: Hallelujah. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you with gladness. With joy, for you said to enter your gates with thanksgiving and to come into your courts with praise. Oh God Almighty, we progress in our journey of worship into the holiest of all by means of the blood of Jesus Christ. Worship and adore you. Thank you for the opportunity for our spirit to be connected with the spirit of God, to be one with God. So we offer to you worship and adoration in spirit and in truth through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Thank you that our worship is acceptable to you because we come through Jesus, because of his sacrifice and our faith in what he's done for us. Lord, we ask for revelation in the knowledge of you. Give us a spirit of wisdom. Give us divine understanding. May we have the knowledge of God in the name of Jesus. And by knowledge, may our lives and the chambers thereof be filled with all manner of pleasant riches. Grant wisdom to help us. Build our houses and establish our houses, our lives. In all that we do, God, bring honor and glory to you. I pray that we will bear fruit. Fruit unto God. Let our fruit remain. May God be magnified. Be magnified in every life. Be magnified in the name of Jesus. I commend your people to you, O God, and to your word of grace this word that is able to build them up and give them their inheritance among the saints in the light of God. Oh God, thank you, thank you, thank you for calling us out of darkness into your marvelous light to show forth the praises, the virtues, the excellence of the living God. And so let it be that God's people will be productive, fruitful, not barren, but that we will show forth Virtues of God in every area of our life. So, Lord, you'll be magnified and glorified. And that people will rejoice. I thank you for salvation for the lost. I thank you for the healing of the sick. I thank you for the deliverance of the oppressed. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. In all manner of darkness despair. In Jesus' matchless name, we pray with thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Praise God once again. God bless you. Come with me now as we turn to John chapter 15. Let's go to John chapter 15. Gospel of St. John
1: chapter 15. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So last week,
0: we looked at being fruitful. That says be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. Yes. And we're continuing on that theme today of fruitfulness. The title actually comes with a question. Are you bearing fruit? Are you bearing fruit? So, John 15.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Reading from verse 1, please. John chapter 15. Reading from
1: verse 1. I am the true vine, and because I'll be teaching, I'll start here and there, even in the
0: reading of the scriptures, right? So John 15:1. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Husbandman is the farmer or the owner of the vine, owner of the garden, if you would. And in a moment, I'll show you a scripture tells us that God has garden, and we are God's garden. Refer to that in 1 Corinthians 3, verse nine. So let's do this in John
1: 15. So John 15, 1, Jesus says, I am the true vine.
0: By the way, saying I am means two things. Obviously, One, uh, he's telling you his identity, who he is. And that has to do with this, that he's God. All right? So if you're taking notes, just remember this. Jesus said, I am. For those of you who know this, it's the same as when God told Moses. I am that I am. Moses asked God, God, what's your name? When I go to the Israelites and they ask me, who is this God, what's his name, what shall I say? And when God, when Moses asked God that question, God said, tell them, I am, I send you. So if you want to know from the Bible, one of God's names or, or way that God calls himself, he says, my name is I am. That is God who is ever present. He's unchanging, he's immutable. So you can depend on him, you can trust him. He's ever faithful, that's what that means. He's God who was is and ever shall be. He's the same. And because he's the same, we're never consumed. God's always healing, he's saving, he's blessing. God's name revealed in Jesus, his savior. Jesus means savior. So he's always rescuing. He's always delivering. He's always saving. I hope you get that. In Malachi 3, 6, it says, I am, again, I am the Lord your God. I change not. Therefore, you are not consumed. You always have to think about that. Thus unchanging nature is connected to your protection, our deliverance from consumption, from sickness, from bondage. I hope you get that. All right? So, Jesus saying, I am, by that he's saying he's divine, he's God. The same name God called himself, I am. In fact, in another place, in John, those who don't know this, some of you may know it, when Jesus, uh, when people came to arrest Jesus, to be crucified, Jesus sought to protect his disciples. So he said, leave my men alone. I am. I'm the one you're looking for. And the moment he said, I am, the soldiers, just, just the mere words, I am, the power of the words pushed, knocked the soldiers down. Amen. Jesus said, I am. So it's the same So I am means I'm divine. I'm God. That's the first thing there. The second thing, when Jesus says I am, that means I'm present. So this message that we're looking at, we're studying, God is saying I'm present in your life. I'm with you. I'm for you. And if God be for you, no one can be against you to overcome you. Praise God. Anytime you think about fruit-bearing, or the question that God asks us, what fruit are you wearing? You have to understand this. You have to understand this. That there is warfare when it comes to being productive in life, when it comes to not being barren, but being fruitful. There is warfare. You need to know this. If you plant a garden or somebody has a farm, there's always something that's going to come against you. You plant a garden, there are pests. You know, You got insects that will come against your harvest, what you've planted. You know, you got maybe people who come to steal from from you when you harvest. It happens. Uh, So you have to understand that. The moment, you know, you plant a garden or you're trying to do something good, try to produce, you ought to know immediately that there's there's going to be war. And perhaps today we'll get into that a little bit and then pray. Uh, and then in subsequent studies, then some more. Uh, but you need to know this. To that, to that end, let me, let me add this. Uh, that as I was praying and meditating on the message all day yesterday, this kept ringing in my spirit all day. It just wouldn't go away. That when God created the heavens and the earth, right, and when he put Adam here, that is when he started with Adam's race, that's us. One of the first things that God did when he put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden was to tell Adam, pay attention to this. He told Adam, guard the garden. Guard it. And so that supports this. Whenever you have a garden and you're expecting fruit, you must protect it from some kind of enemy. you get it? I mean, the first, the first thing God told Adam, guard this garden. And all day yesterday, this just kept ringing in my, in my mind, all day, God himself, <laughs> God himself, when he created his world, Ladies and gentlemen, watch this, and, and you gotta catch this, because there's something I believe in this season, God wants us to know, wants you to know. When God created us, planted his world, his garden, if you will. God, assigned. this is God, this is almighty God, but God assigned guardian angels. You know you have guardian angels. Think about why would God give us guardian angels? Because something's gonna come against you. Do you get it? Whatever you start in life, you have you have expectations of success, of progress, of advancement, productivity. You gotta know that you will have a position. And so one of the first things you need to put in place is a defense mechanism. Ladies and gentlemen, this it, does not, it has not ceased to amaze me uh, when I watch transition of power from one government to another in the United States and it happens in other places, but it amazes me. I watched this, I just watched this. When the presidents leave in the White House in America, all right, it's, it's done beautiful, right? They, they, they go into a chopper on the grounds of the White House and then the helicopter, Takes them to Andrews Air Force Base. This is in Maryland, in the United States. And then they get on uh, Air Force One, they get on the big plane and it flies them to their home or wherever they want to go. And you see the Marines guarding them. And it's beautiful, marching them. But what we all don't realize is that power is at work and the Constitution is an operation they are literally marching you out of the White House. And the first thing the United States puts in place is the defense of the United States. If you watch it, one of the first departments, the department heads, like a minister, department and that is chosen as soon as a new president comes in office is what? The head of defense, the head of defense, and that mirrors. Anytime I see that, I'm like, "Wow, this is amazing." That mirrors vision. I need for you to see this because there's something God wants people, at uh, least our, our church members, you know, to learn, and, and and our partners and our friends. There's something God's talking to you in this season about your life. You need to have a defense system in place. Whatever you're doing, you need to think about tomorrow. Let's say. If an enemy comes against, if this happens, how am I, I protected? How am I defending myself? God did it. If God did it, you have to do it. Don't just live your life and say, oh, well, I'm happy. I'm starting this marriage. I'm starting this business. Everything's going to go fine. Yes, everything's going to go fine. But you need to plan defense mechanisms in place. The United States does not Nations do it. They don't, well, before they plan for education, for health, For whatever in the country, they put their defense systems in place. God created Adam, and the first thing he said to Adam is, I want you to guard this garden. Then I want you to tend to it. I want you to to take care of the garden and make it fruitful. Amen. So what's your garden? Maybe your marriage is your garden. The business that you're starting is your garden. Your ministry is your garden. Let's say your health. In fact, start from that. Your very life, your health. Health is wealth. If you don't have health, you you can't do much. So you have to guard your health. If there are things you have to do this year to guard your body, you have to do it. And you you know what you need to do to guard your mind your emotions, your will from going astray, you've got to do it. To guard your spirit, you've got to do it. In Proverbs 4, God says, guard your spirit. In verse 23 of Proverbs 4, God says, guard your spirit because out of your spirit are the issues of your life. You have to protect what goes into you because out of the abundance of your mouth, your your out, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. And what you speak is what's gonna happen in your life, what you're gonna get. Are, are you learning something? Amen. Again, Proverbs 4, verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence, all diligence, my goodness, faithfully, judiciously, consistently. Seriously, guard your heart with all diligence. For out of your heart are the issues of your life. From the realm of the spirit, the things that happen in the natural, that's, that's how things happen. Things that happen in the natural from the spirit realm. God created this natural world out of the spirit world by speaking his word. And Jesus taught us this. If we can look at Matthew twelve thirty-four. Matthew 12 34, if we look at it, it says, Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. All right, that's Matthew 12, 34, the second part of it. Of Matthew 12, 34. So that will be Matthew 12.34B, the second part of it. Because the first part says, Oh generation of vipers, how can you be evil, speak good things? Then it continues to say, For out of of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. Out of what the abundance, the overflowing of your heart, your mouth speaks. So if you connect that with Proverbs four twenty-three, remember we saw that where it says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of your heart are the issues of life. And then Jesus picks up and says, out of the abundance of your heart, The mouth speaks. So you have to guard what goes inside you because eventually out of the overflow of what's going on on the inside of your heart and on your mind between these temples, what's going on on the inside of your mind, what's written on the canvas of your mind and what you are mulling over and meditating on in your heart, that's what you're going to speak. That's what you're going to say. And what you say is what will happen. All right, Let's actually look at that. In Mark 11, 24, in Mark 11, actually we'll do 23 and 24. Mark 11, 23, and then 24. So we're going to go to Mark 11, 23 and 24. It says, for truly I say to you, that whatsoever, excuse me, whosoever shall say, say, do what? Say, speak unto this mountain, be thou removed. A mountain is a problem, a barrier a hindrance, a stronghold. whatever is imposing before you and stopping you is your mountain. And you need to speak to that Goliath and tell it, today I'm going to chop off your head, you're over, you're done. I'm not dealing with this anymore. The Egyptians I dealt with last year will put me in bondage. I will see no more this year. I left them behind. They are in the dust and they are biting, they are eating dust like the serpent. And I am now in my promised land this year. Amen. Dining at the table of the Lord. He has prepared a table for me in the presence of my enemies. They cannot touch me. Praise God. Amen. You're getting this. So in Mark eleven twenty three 23, it says, For I say to you, whosoever shall say to this mountain, this sickness, this disease, this poverty, this attack, this problem, be thou removed. Speak to it. Be thou removed and be cast into the sea. Because the only place you can bury a mountain that you can't see anymore is in the depths of the sea. It's in the abyss. Just throw it in the sea. That's that's the imagery. Be thou removed. Be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart. You don't doubt in your heart. Sometimes you have, you know, you're wondering in your mind, how's that going to be and all that. that. That can happen. And you need to flush that away. Delete it with the word of God. But the problem is when you doubt in your heart, when your spirit does not engaged with the word, that's where there's a problem. Are you with me? Because there, there are two things. Your spirit can believe something and your mind, rather does not know what's going on. Don't worry about it. Hold on to what you believe and speak what you believe. Are you with me? Do you get that? It's just like Paul. Paul said, Lord, who are you? Think about it. When Saul of Tarsus met Jesus, he said, Lord, who are you? But ask yourself. How would you say, Lord, then the next thing is to ask, who are you? That means two two sides of you are speaking. One admits and acknowledges that Jesus is Lord. So Saul of Tarsus, when he was confronted by Jesus, that great light on the road to Damascus, when he was on his way to persecute Christians, right? When Jesus met him, his spirit said, Lord, but his mind did not know who he was. So his mind said, made him say, who are you? And his spirit said, Lord. So there are two parts of him speaking. The spirit believes that's Jesus. But his mind is like, really? But I've believed in this Pharisee, what Pharisees taught me all along. But I'm hearing a different message. Do you catch it? So sometimes your spirit knows something. Your spirit is excited. God's with me. I'm going to be fruitful. And your mind is like, "Mm." but how? It happens to all of us. Don't worry about it. Stay with what your, your spirit believes from the word of God, which is what Jesus is telling us. Jesus is telling us in Mark eleven twenty three. When you say to the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe that the things which you, shall, which you say, you believe that what you say, so you have to be saying, you have to be speaking, what you say shall come to pass you will have whatever you say, whatever you say. Obviously, whatever is in agreement with the word of God, right? Of Verse 24, Mark eleven twenty-four. 24. Therefore, I say to you, what things soever you desire, whatever you desire, man, that's powerful. When you pray, when you pray, what time? At the time of prayer. Not when you call me. Not when you call your prophet. Not when you go and see the archbishop. When you pray. It's not even when I pray. It's when you pray. Amen. You have to be engaged. You have to bear fruit. When there's the fruit of prayer. Praise God. that's one of the fruits God's looking for. He's looking for somebody to intercede. And he're going to find someone who's interceding for the church. Interceding for the city. Interceding for the country. Interceding for the community. Will God find you praying? You. I don't mean me. I don't mean the bishop. I don't mean the archbishop because we're used to, oh, i got to go see my prophet. Thank God for all those mighty men and women of God. But today we're talking about you bearing fruit. Are you bearing fruit? And part of that fruit is the fruit of prayer. Are you praying? God's looking. He's looking in the earth to see if somebody is bearing the fruit of prayer. Amen. The effectual fervent prayer. Of you, the righteous person, the person born again through Jesus, your prayer avails much. What does it mean avail, avails much? It means it produces much. It brings fruit. So part of the fruit God's expecting us to bear is prayer fruit. If you pray a prayer of faith, you shall have what you're praying for. And that's what Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty-four. So let's finish Mark eleven twenty-four, please. Therefore, I say to you, what things soever you desire. Obviously, what things that are in agreement with the Bible, the word of God. So you got to Google the scripture that you're looking for. You got to look at your concordance. You got to study to show yourself approved to God. You've got to know the word for yourself. Amen. Not snippets here and there. That may not be consistent with God's word. You got to know God's word for yourself. Okay. So what things soever you, you Again, not me, not your pastor, but you desire. When you pray, believe that you receive them. That's a simple. It's you. You must believe that the word that concerns that situation about your life, that word will happen for you. And you shall have what you pray for. Amen. So you're going to bear fruit. What fruit? Prayer fruit. You've got to bear fruit. What fruit? Fruit of productivity in your life, in your ministry, in your marriage, in your social life, in your professional life. God expects you to bear fruit, and you will bear fruit. I'm going to show that to you. Let's go to John 15. Let's go back to John 15, and we're in verse 1. So, John 15, verse 1. Let's look at verse 1 again, please. John chapter 15, verse 1. Remember we saw he said, John 15, 1. I am the true vine. So, let's go back there, please. John 15,
1: 1. I am the true vine.
0: That's John 15:1, 1, verse 1. And, and I'll just show you this, something else. And this is just for, for you also, for Bible study, your, your Bible study, subsequent future Bible study. When Jesus makes a point of, or a distinction, the moment there's a distinction, there's a comparison. So you have to look at what he's comparing that to. Okay, let me, let me point it out to you. In John 15, when he says, I am the true vine. If he says true vine, that means there's a vine that is not true. you get it? All right, so next time you study in the Bible and you see Jesus emphasize something. And he says this of himself, he is saying there are others who are not like him. And you're not to follow those who are not like him. Do you get it? It's like, let me ask you a rhetorical question. The question makes you think, and I will answer it.
1: When Jesus said, "The thief
0: comes to steal, to kill, and destroy," remember that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's in John ten ten. What was the next thing he said? In John ten verse ten is where he said, "The thief does not come, but to steal, kill, and destroy." So you got a thief, but some people aren't thieves. See, there are thieves and there are others who are not thieves. So that's a comparison, right? The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I am See, That's another I am there, right? <laughs> In John ten ten. And you got to catch this. I'm showing this so that when you're studying next time, you can do this on your own. All right? So again, in John 10.10, remember, Jesus said the thief cometh not, does not come, except to steal, kill, and destroy. If the thief can come to do these three things, Jesus can also come to do at least three things. At least three things, and obviously more. Amen. Minimum three and more. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right, it's like, it's like David saying, my soul, forget not all God's benefits. All right? I'm teaching you today and right? teaching God's word. David said, my soul, don't forget all God's benefits. In the English language, when you say all, you're referring to at least three things. At least three things. In a moment, I'm going to take you there and show it to you. In Psalm 103. We're going to go there in a moment, but let's finish this. So we have at least three things. If you say all, all is not two. All can't be one thing. All is a minimum, at a minimum, three things, because if it's two, it's a couple or both, just two. But when you say all, you're referring to three or more. So if your soul is not to forget all God's benefits, then you know that God's benefits are at least three. All right. In a moment, we're going to go there in Psalm 103 from verse 1. We're going to see it. But let's finish here. So, Jesus said, the thief command not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come. That's the I am again. I'm ever present and I am God. I'm with you. I am God. And if God be for you, who? Who can be against you, overcome you? The divine spirits may come against you, but God will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that you will not be barren, but you will be fruitful. Say amen, somebody. All right, so Jesus says, I am come that you might have life that is eternal life. Zoe, God's kind of life. The Greek word is Z-O-E, zoe, it means God's kind of life. I've, I've come, I am come, present, I am. I am, yesterday, today, and forever, the same. Jesus Christ is same, yesterday, today, and forever. That's Hebrews 13, eight. Jesus is the same, yesterday, today, and forever. Okay, let's finish. He says, I'm come, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. This year, I prophesy abundant life into your life. Amen. What God created you to be from the very beginning, fruitful, increase or multiply, and replenish what you've lost, refill, that's going to happen. Believe it and speak it. So far, we've learned a lot of things that we are going to be practicing this year. Learned that we're going to guard our heart We'll learn that we're going to speak God's word. We're going to believe God's word. We're going to say, not just thinking, we're going to say, and then we're going to expect that what we're saying, we're going to have, and we'll surely have it.
1: Amen? Okay. So back to John 15 and verse 1.
0: But Jesus says, I am the true vine. In John 15, one. Again, that is to tell you there's a vine that's not true or was not truthful. Truthful here would be was not real. It did not live its reality. It did not meet expectation." And that's a little bit of a deeper level of teaching uh, that may be high for some people who are new in Christ. But the false vine or the vine that did not remain true is actually Jesus was referring at that time to Israel, to the nation of Israel at that time. Right? It's a little bit of a deeper uh, teaching, but you just need to know if he says, I am the true vine, that means there's a false vine. And it's not false that it was bad, it was evil, or was wrong. It's just false in the sense that it did not live up to expectation. What was expected of it, it did not become that. For example, you start a business. It's a good business. Somebody starts a business, good business. They have expectations. They want productivity, profit, increase. They expect that they will bear fruit, The company will bear fruit. Well, at the end of the year, or a couple of years down the line, or five years down the line, when they compare their projections to where they are, to their accomplishments, they realize they have not borne fruit. It's not that they're bad people. It's not that the company was bad. But what they expected to see and become, it had not become the truth, the reality, the true vine. See that? So you got you to be careful when you're studying the Bible. Don't just be quick to condemn things. When he said Israel was not the true vine, it didn't mean that Israel was bad, was evil. It just meant that what God expected of them, they didn't do it. They didn't become it. That's that's just it. All right. And if you actually want to know why, it was unfortunately because they tried to establish their own righteousness instead of their attention, instead of accepting God's righteousness. That's a problem with us. God had done it for Israel. God had brought Jesus. Prophet John the Baptist was a voice speaking in the wilderness, saying, This is the Lamb of God, follow him. Jesus comes and they refuse to follow him. In fact, they crucified him. See, so they missed the day of their visitation. Jesus came and for three years he's displaying God, manifesting God, revealing God, and expecting that these people who had been given prophecies from Genesis through to Malachi about Jesus, would see him and follow him. Yet Israel as the vine, Isaiah calls Israel the So, in case you know it. Israel as the vine did not live up to expectation. They disappointed the Lord. The Lord did not find any fruit in three years. In three years. Yet he loved them and died to save Israel and die to save us. So where I have not borne fruit in my own life, where I've disappointed the Lord, where I have not been the true vine, so I've been a false vine, the Lord may have watched for a year, two, three, four, however long. The Lord says, see, you did not bear fruit. You did not live up to expectation. The Lord is merciful. He does not give up on me. Let me use myself as an example. He does not give up on me. He says to me, let me now, fluff up, dig up the ground around you. Let me now remove the stones and let me fertilize the ground around you. Let me pour in the rain of my spirit. I will bring in ministers. I'll bring in people around you. I'll give you my word. I'll bring my spirit. I'll bring angelic support, angels, to strengthen you. I'll give you everything that you need. Amen. I'll help you break up your fallow ground to remove the hard-heartedness because sometimes we have that. We have that it happens. God does all this so that we will bear fruit. And that's what John 15 is all about. Amen. Let's go back, please, to John 15, 1. John 15 and verse 1. Amen. Come to John 15:1, please. So Jesus says, I'm the true vine, and my father is the farmer. My father is the farmer. Let's go to, I'm going to come back to John 15. We're going to go through it. Let's look for a scripture that I told you already. 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 9. 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 9.
1: That God has a garden. Let's go there.
0: First Corinthians three and verse nine. First uh, Corinthians uh, three, not Chronicles, but First Corinthians. Corinthians, chapter three. Please. Okay, it says, "For we are laborers together with God. You are God's garden. You are God's farm." You are God's field. You are God's building. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 9. Let's look for some other version other than King James Version. All right, for 1 Corinthians 3, verse 9. Any version in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 9 that gives us a different word instead of husbandry. The word husbandry, God is a husbandman. That's the farmer. It's old English. Husbandry is farm. Or garden or field. So let's look for any other version other than King James version. First Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 9. So where it says that we are laborers together with God, it says, You are God's garden. Again, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 9. Other versions, like the amplified version. Uh, new international version for example uh, let, let me let me see what this version i have here says
1: first Corinthians 3 is it verse 9 verse 9 let's see uh, all right oh my version
0: here says you are God's vineyard 1 Corinthians 3, verse 9. For we are laborers together with God. You are God's vineyard. You are God's building. You know what? Let's, let's pick, let's go to verse 7. First Corinthians 3, uh, verse 7. So in the Amplified Version, instead of husbandry, we have what? Vineyard. Vineyard. All right. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 3 from verse 7 to verse 9. Verse 7. What's the title of today's message? Are you bearing fruit? Are you bearing fruit? We've looked at how God wants to bear the fruit of prayer, the fruit of productivity in our lives, whether we're ministers uh, in our marriage or in our profession, our social life, country in which we live. What what contribution are we giving? That's that's a fruit, all right? Okay, so 1 Corinthians 3, uh, verse 7. Verse 7. Verse 7. So then, 1 Corinthians 3, I'm reading from verse 7. I'm going to go from 7 to 9. So then, neither is he that plants plants anything, neither he that waters, but God that gives the increase. Oh, I love this! God gives increase. May God give you increase this year, whether uh, in your planting season or watering season, or in fact both. May God be the one to cause increase to come. May God give you seed to sow. Show you what word. Meditate. your healing and to speak for the breakthrough. Verse 8. Now he that plants and he that waters are one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. So you get profit from your labor.
1: When you work, you have productivity.
0: Amen. You have reward. You have profit. That's increase. Verse 9. For you are laborers together with God. You are God's vineyard. You're God's building. So in the King James Version, where 1 Corinthians 3, 9 says husbandry, the word husbandry means garden or farm or vineyard. With that, let's go back to John 15, which is our main text. John 15, verse 1. Isn't it amazing that I'm still in verse 1? Let's go. John 15, what?
1: I am the true vine. I want to
0: say to you, you are also part of the true vine because you're part of Christ. If not yet, then give your life to Jesus. He died for your sins. Amen. And my father is the husband man. My father is the, the owner of the vineyard. That is, let's go to verse two. So we, we, we
1: read on verse two. We're going to keep going. John 15, two.
0: Every branch in me. So, so we go John 15, two. We keep going. From two, we go to three. All right. So every branch in me. That beareth not fruit, he takes away. Who? He takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it or purges it. Why? So that it may bring forth more fruit. Amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. And say to yourself, Just say this to yourself, from what we learned today, that we'll have what we say, when we believe what we say. Not just say it, but we believe it. Say this, I will bear more fruit. Amen. You're in your home, you're in the privacy of your home. So don't be shy, say it. Say, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. Say that, I will bear more fruit. Amen. Say, I will bear more fruit. Amen. Let's do this. Let's skip to verse 8. John 15, verse 8. Skip to John 15, verse 8. Look at this. He says, "Hearing is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. so shall you be my followers, my disciples. So disciples of Jesus, believers, one again, believers, Christians, bear fruit. In fact, we bear much fruit. This year, you will bear much fruit. Amen. So that God may be glorified. So you see, God is looking for his glory from you. Amen. Let me repeat that. God is looking for his glory from you. He's looking to get glory through your life, in your life. God's not going to fail. That means you're not going to fail. You will bear much fruit. It will happen. Amen. Let's skip to verse 16. John 15, verse 16. Please come with me to John 15, verse 16. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Oh, wow. We are elected. We are God's elect. We are God's chosen ones. He called you out of darkness into his
1: marvelous light. You are chosen. Selected you, you are accepted in the Beloved. You are God's elect.
0: Amen. Looked out of eight billion people and said, "You are mine." Some of us were running away from Him, but God put stumbling blocks in our way, and that stopped us. Turned around. Glory be to God. You have not chosen me, but I've chosen you. And ordained you, ordained you. God set you in place
1: that you should go and bring forth fruit. God says, I see you fruitful.
0: And that Your fruit should remain. Amen. Your fruit should remain. So you're not gonna lose what God's given to you. You're not gonna lose it. Think about something that I shared with you earlier today. That I said, i had been meditating on it throughout the day yesterday. God made a garden, put Adam in the Garden of Eden, and God said to Adam, guard it. Ladies and gentlemen, God wants your fruit to remain. That suggests that there are pests, there are sudden Forces that will try to make your fruit not to remain. See, that will try to steal from you. But may God rebuke them. May God stop them in the name of Jesus. I pray that you catch this. And you got you got to. I mean, again, think about this. All day yesterday, I was like, wow, why? Why is this? What's going on, Lord? God God himself found it necessary to create an angel and put that angel in charge of warfare I and mean, why, why would God do that? Think you why would God Almighty God is the all-powerful God yet he made an archangel Michael, the angel in charge of warfare. let me ask you what have you put in place to defend you? And a lot of Christians make that mistake. They're like, oh, God's going to take care of it. God's going to take it. But God's going to take care of it by telling you to guard. Guard what goes in your heart. You can't expose yourself to anything that's out there in the world. You listen to whatever is there. You know, you open your spirit to everything that's on television. Or sometimes, excuse me to use the phrase, foolishness in the political world. And then you think you're going to be all right? God, God.
1: If God, if God chose, if God appointed Michael to defend, you better appoint
0: something to defend you. Amen. Please write this down. There are three archangels appears in the Bible to God, God, God set or ordained, put in place. Please put this down because somebody needs this. All day yesterday, it was just ringing in my spirit. Three archangels. The f- not in any particular order, all right? Just three. Michael was in charge of defense,
1: protection, warfare, God.
0: Put him in place. Then two, angel Gabriel, the archangel Gabriel. Gabriel is in charge of revelation, communication, and information from God to mankind.
1: And number three, the third
0: archangel in the scriptures appears to be Lucifer. Lucifer, who became the devil, didn't want to do what God called him to do, all right? Lucifer was put in charge of music and worship. Please write it down. So what? Three archangels. Look at the areas that, of, of duty or of responsibility. One was warfare, protection, defense forces. The first thing America does when they're changing from one government to another, Is to appoint a defense minister. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't don't make no mistake. That White House, you leave in that White House. You you think they just march you to your chopper and then you go to Andrews Air Force Base and fly wherever and they salute you and all that? No. Part of it is they're making sure you leave. The people, according to the Constitution, the people have voted and the people's voice rule and the Marines and the military. Oh, don't kid yourself. They make sure you are out of there. You are out of there. Defense, number one. Please defend your body. Defend your spirit. Defend your soul. It is your responsibility. Guard your spirit. Guard your soul. Guard your body. If having to walk 30 minutes a day is what you know will help your body 10 years from now, (laughs) <laughs> Add another 10 years to your life. Add another 20 years to your life. Add another 30 years to your life. Another 60 years to your life. Start that. Defend yourself now. Please, please, please. Bodily exercise profits a little compared to spiritual exercise. So, we want to do more spiritual exercise? That is like study the word, meditate on the word, praying the spirit, spend time praying worshiping God, you know, all those things. You got to do all those things. But don't forget that God himself also said bodily exercise has some profit. Amen. When you study Psalm 90, and, and I don't have time to get into it. I don't know it at all. But I know in Psalm 90, he said the years of a man are 70. Originally, it wasn't supposed to be that. But, you know, sin and messing up. So we got 70. Then That's in Psalm 90. But after you get to 70, then Psalm 90, the same person is amazing. Moses wrote Psalm 90. It wasn't David who wrote Psalm 90. It was Moses. Then Moses wrote Psalm 91 as well. So after writing Psalm 90, then he writes Psalm 91 by the Spirit. And in Psalm 91, he writes this. He says, with long life, God shall satisfy you. So this is what you do. After you go from Psalm 90, 70 years, where we are also told by reason of strength, you have 10 more years, 70 plus 10 is what, 80 years. So according to scripture, you can help your body have the additional 10 more years by defending, defending your body, making sure you do something to keep your body going. Yes, I understand there are other forces in the world, you know, there are accidents, there are attacks, you know, different things. You have genetic issues and all. I understand all that. And you have to trust God. You have to believe God. But I'm just saying that Psalm 90 says you got 70 years. The same Psalm 90 says, by reason of strength, you know, the grace, you have 10 more years. So 70 plus 10, that's 80. What you do is after Psalm 90, go to Psalm 91. So after 80 years, he says, with long life, I'll satisfy you. So from 80, then you start confessing and believing and working on long life. Till you are satisfied. Do you get it? Amen. I pray you gather. Psalm 91. So live, go for a long life. Even young people. God says, honor your father and mother. That you may live long on this earth. That it may go well with you. That is, you may be fruitful. may go well. You may prosper. Listen. God wants you to prosper. Don't listen to people out in the world who are criticizing prosperity message and all the... Forget that. Listen. God created us in Genesis 1, and he said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish yet. That's God's will. Don't listen to God. Don't listen to anybody. Amen? I taught you that. In Genesis 1:28. God says, be fruitful. God said it. Settle. In Genesis 9, 1, he repeated it. With Noah and Noah's children. That's everybody in the world. Europeans, Africans. Shemites, Middle Eastern people, Asians, everybody. God says, I bless you. Be fruitful and multiply. We all good? We good? We got, oh, man, you got to be establishing your spirit. As, as the Bible says, Ephesians 1, 3, blessed be God who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. My goodness, God has blessed us. Listen to God, not man. I pray, I pray you cut this. I pray that you cut this. Amen. So, guard your body. Guard your mind. Guard your spirit. It's your responsibility. God himself had Michael as a a guardian angel. The chief fighting angel. My God. oh hallelujah. May the angels of God encamp around you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Then God made Gabriel in charge of revelation, communication, and information from God to man, right? Very quickly, I support this very quickly. Which angel did God send from God to the Virgin Mary? It was Archangel Gabriel,
1: right? In Luke chapter one,
0: it was the Archangel Gabriel. Which angel? That God sent to tell Zacharias and Elizabeth, the parents of John the Baptist, when they were barren and fruitless, that they will conceive John the Baptist, the way maker and forerunner to Jesus. Which angel? It was Gabriel. Right? Okay. Another question. Which angel was sent by God to Daniel when Daniel was in Babylon? Are you in some kind of Babylon in captivity? Oh, may God bring you revelation in the knowledge of him as I prayed at the beginning. Amen. God sent the angel Gabriel. In fact, Daniel said, and I love this, Daniel said that the man, he called Gabriel a man. He said the man, Gabriel, and called his name, appeared before me. In Daniel 10, verse 13, he appeared before me. Wow. Mentioned his name, and then in another place, he said, He said that the same Gabriel was sent by God to me, and he flew swiftly to me. This is all in the Bible. You gotta go read Daniel 8, Daniel 10, Daniel 12. It's all there. You gotta do your own homework. Daniel 8, Daniel 10, Daniel 12. I'll show you some today, all right? So He mentions, he says, angel gave them, calls him a man, but watch this. Another time he said, he was caused to fly swiftly to me. So that means that sometimes angels can appear just like as humans, they look like a man. But other times they appear like a man with wings because they fly swiftly, fast, you know, fly, birds fly. So angels appear in the Bible sometimes with wings. Angels who have two wings in the Bible, they are called cherubim. A cherub, if it's more plural, cherubim. All right, cherubims have two wings. Angels that have six wings are called seraphs. Plural is seraphim. In Hebrew, I-M-M means plural. For example, God is M, you know, But when you're talking about the plurality of God, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, it says Elohim. The M is plural. So when you say Elohim, you're obviously saying there's more than one being. God is manifested as the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. You got it? All right. So the angel Gabriel appears as a man to Daniel Then the same angel Gabriel Gabriel appears to Daniel, but this time he flies to Daniel. You know, it it reminds me of this. I don't don't remember the name of the movie. It's a movie, one of the Marvel movies, whether it's Captain America or Avengers. Some of you may know, but there's a character. He's He's a black man in the movie, and he wears wings and he flies. And anytime I think about Gabriel, you know that picture of that man comes to mind in, in maybe the Avengers or Captain America. There's, a, there's, a, there's an actor, a you know, role he plays, he's just a man and he wears these wings and he just flies. It's pretty cool, man. It reminds me of Gabriel. So Gabriel brings revelation from God to man. It brings communication, information from God to man this year. May God give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Because the thing is this, when you have the wisdom of God, with it you build your house. When you have God's wisdom, you can escape the pathway of the devil. It is through the precious promises of God that we become partakers of God's divine nature. It is through the word of God that we bear fruit. Amen. You can study some more on your own. But let me ask you a question. In Psalm 1, remember we are told, how is it that, what makes the tree bear fruit in Psalm 1? In the first Psalm. Because the tree is planted by what? Waters of life, living waters. Amen. The tree in the desert is not well, you know. when the tree is planted in the water. You are the tree. Planted in the water of the word. You will bear fruit. Amen. So when God gives you revelation, information, divine insight, by the word of God, you will build your life and you'll be fruitful. The Bible tells us that Elizabeth was barren, But when the word of the Lord came, revelation from God through the angel Gabriel to Zacharias they became fruitful. Mary, the mother of Jesus, had not yet been married to Joseph, yet a revelation from God to Mary, which Mary believed and conceived in her spirit, she was able to give birth to. And what did she give birth to? Think about it. She gave birth to God's word. That which was God, that which was with God became flesh. I pray today for you that in the name that is above every name, the name that towers over strongholds, towers over generational and ancestral spirits and curses, may the name that blesses, the name of Yeshua, Savior, salvation, rescue, deliverer, the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God, in this name, May God make you fruitful. May God remove barrenness from your life. This year, hallelujah, may you conceive the word and may you give birth to the word. Mary believed the word of God and the word which was with God, which was God, became flesh. Watch it. Spirit becomes natural. Spirit becomes natural. So you want healing in your body. You want a breakthrough. You want productivity in that company. It has to start from the spirit first. You have to see the vision of God. People perish without vision. People perish without restraint in your life because there's no limitation by the word. But when you get the vision of God and you put up on your vision table the word of God and you look at it, you speak God's word, you pray, and you let the word guide you Christ, the word, will manifest. The word will happen as it happened in Mary's life. There shall be a performance this year of the word that God gave to you. Maybe he gave it to you in a dream, in a, in a vision, or by revealing the Bible to you. It got, it got quickened in your spirit. you excited in your spirit. are like, thank you, Lord. Hold on to it. Yes, devouring spirits will come. Yes, forces of darkness will come. Yes, the devil himself may come. But greater is he in you. The word in you will bear fruit. The word in you will come to pass. Be like Mary. He said, there shall be a performance of what God said to me. I will bear fruit this year. And I'm telling you, the word, that spirit, that's divine, become natural in your life. You'll bear fruit and your fruit will remain. Amen? Amen. Now, the third angel, archangel, was Lucifer. Lucifer had musical instruments in him. It's amazing. You got to go read it in Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 12 to 17. These references I'm giving to you quickly. They're the same verses. Watch this. Ezekiel 28, verse 12 to 17. And Isaiah 14. The same verses, 12 to 17. So both references is the same verse, verse 12 to verse 17. Let me repeat, verse 12 to verse 17 of what books? Ezekiel chapter 28 and Isaiah chapter 14. All right? You have Lucifer. He has musical instruments in him. He's supposed to lead the angels in worship of Almighty God. Amen. And he refuses to do that. And I kept wondering, Lord, why do you keep bringing this into my spirit yesterday? And God showed it to me. Finally, I got a release. And I even posted it on, on my Facebook my page to, to my friends. A um, little, little brief study. But this was what God showed me, that you need these three an operation in your life to be fruitful. Number one, you need defense. Number two, you need revelation from God. And number three, you need worship or you need music. I'm telling you, there's healing in music. Several years ago, God gave me a revelation that a time will come that the world system will use music to bring healing to people. I'm telling you, they'll use music at certain certain levels. I don't know, but certain sounds and also certain decibels. They're going to figure this out, and they're going to play music. I mean, they're going to put people who are like seriously sick, maybe even you know, uh, unable to use their limbs to walk, and they're going to listen to certain music, at, you know, certain types of music at certain frequencies, and their bodies will be healed. Yes, sir. That is going to happen. But you know, my thing is this, when God showed it to me years ago, my thing is that it has to come through the church. The, the body of Christ should be the ones to see, to catch it. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you
1: a question. How is it that
0: David ministered on his heart? You know, he's playing music, yeah? And King Saul, who was tormented by evil spirits, got healed and got delivered. What was it in the music that you discover? May, may you discover. i I'm telling you this year, oh may God give you revelation. So there are three, there are three man. There, there, there's Michael who will fight for you. <laughs> and there's Gabriel who will bring you revelation from oh God. Which will always agree with the word of God. Amen. And there's revelation there's worship, there's, there's, there's worship coming from you. There's such music, and new sound that will bring healing and deliverance. Amen. Not through Lucifer, of course, because Lucifer has sinned against God, but it's going to come through the church. It's going to come through the body of Christ. Because we've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light to show forth his praises. So the Spirit of the Lord will move in your life and will cause you, to make melody in your heart unto God. Your heart will be filled with the word of God. And out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak God's word. Life will come, healing will come, deliverance will come. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Some of us are not like great singers, but all of us can make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Amen. We can all make a joyful noise unto the Lord. After all, we've all been called to worship God in spirit and in truth. What the devil failed to do, now we've been called to do that. And as we yield to the spirit of God to do this, oh, fruitfulness will come. Abundance will come. May God help you protect your garden. Amen. I want to close. Go back with me to John 15. John 15. Reading from verse 1. So we've seen like verse 1, verse 8, verse 16. And this is all good. Let's go back to John 15. And I'm going to read from verse 1. And just read. Praise God. I'm the true vine, and my father is a husband, is a vine dresser. Every branch in me that bears no fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. So there's going to be some pruning, some discipline. There's going to be some cutting off of excess fat in your life. That means some people who are uh, hindrances to your progress and growth, you're going to be removed from your life. Excesses are going to be removed from your life. There's going to be some pruning. Why? So that you may bear more fruit. Look at this, verse 3, you are already clean through the word which I have spoken to you. So what cleans us up? Punishment? No. What cleans us up? The word, the word, the word of God. Remain in me as I also remain in you, or abide in me as I abide in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine. Neither can you, unless you remain in me. So there he explains for those who are wondering why is he going to cast away the branch that did not bear fruit? He explains it that. The branch that did not bear fruit is a branch that did not remain in him. The branch that is not attached to him. That's not referring to believers because believers, born again believers, are already attached to Christ. Get it? We're connected to Christ. The branch that does not bear fruit is a branch that is not connected to Christ. It's not born again. It's just religious. It comes to church, but has not yet received Jesus Christ. And we have that all over the world. The people are just churchgoers. They're now born again. And then unfortunately, there are those two who are enemies who come along with us. They hang around us, but they are not of God. They are called wolves dressed in sheep's clothing. They think they're not of God. And we have it. We have it in the political spectrum of this nation, the United States, and other parts of the world. They're false prophets. The are people who use politics just for fame and position and power and personal profit. And if they can use the gospel and act like they're Christians just to get votes and support, they'll do it. We know this. I don't need to spend time on it. It happens all over the world. I'm running for office. I need the votes of believers, what do I do? I call some of their bishops. Maybe I play golf with them. Maybe, you know, I know their best friends. They connect me and I go to the big churches and I show up and I speak one or two verses. And most unsuspecting believers, they're like, oh yeah, he's one of us, he loves us. He even quoted from scripture. Come on, the devil quotes scripture. That does not make the devil one Okay, So those are the branches that bear no fruit. They look like him. They even sound like him, but they're not of him because they are not connected to the branch. They're not born again. Do you get it? They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. From such, turn away. You got it? So the Lord explains this. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm born again, and I'm not bearing fruit. I messed up. You cast me away. You are not the one he's talking about. He's talking about those rules he sheep's clothing. He's talking about Pharisees. He's talking about Sadducees. He's talking about those who reject grace and walk in the law, who reject the power of the Spirit and walk in the flesh, walk in self. You understand this? Let me end, show you the scripture. I think this will help. Go to Luke 13. Let me look for this verse. I think it's verse 6, verse 6 and 7. Luke 13. Please give us Luke 13 for those of us on uh, Zoom. Luke 13, 6 and 7. That's a good one. I think that's, that's going to be a good place to, to end in prayer. Luke 13, 6 and 7. So, Are you bearing fruit? And if you are, what kind of fruit are you bearing? Are you bearing prayer fruit? And are you bearing uh, the fruit of bringing souls into the kingdom? You know, converting people to Christ. Are you bearing fruit of good conduct as a born-again believer? Or are you just faking it? You know, are you bearing fruit as, say, the character of the Spirit of God? That's the fruit of the Spirit of God. Are you bearing that fruit? Or you're just in name and no fruit, you know? So Luke 13. Do we have it? Yes, great. Thank you. Luke 13, verse 6, verse 7. For those at home, please look in your Bibles. Everybody on Zoom, we have this on the screen. Luke 13, 6. He spoke also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit on it and found none. Verse 7, Luke 13, 7. Then said he unto the dresser of, of his vineyard, Behold, these three years, not one, not two, but three years, I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why is it occupying the ground, wasting
1: space? Why?
0: This is just not Jesus just speaking just spew out words for nothing. They have a significance and as already taught and mentioned at a deeper level, deeper level. When he said in our text scripture, remember John 15:1, I am the true vine, he was suggesting that there was a false vine. There was a vine that it did not remain true to itself, true to expectations. What was that vine? According to the prophet Isaiah, Israel was God's vine. And Israel is also typified in the Bible as the fig tree. The burden of the fig tree is the burden of Israel. Jesus comes to the fig tree, Israel. Remember he said, three years, these three years, I come seeking fruit. I already taught you that. It's a little deeper, but don't worry about it. Look at the spiritual significance. Jesus is expecting fruit. He sees no fruit from the religious leaders, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes. No fruit. No fruit. Of a Gentile, Jesus said, I have not found so great faith, not even in Israel, when a Gentile soldier, a centurion, in Matthew 8 said, Master, speak your word only. Jesus comes, and his people are not following the word. God gave to Israel the law through Moses. Grace and truth came to Jesus. Grace comes. Truth comes. And they won't accept it. So they are not bearing godly fruit. You understand that? And in this context, he was going to cast it away but his mercy revealed. He said, you know what? I'm going to dig up the ground around it. I already taught you this today. I'm going to fertilize it. I'm going to nourish it, cherish it. I'm going to give it moisture or water on it. I'm going to prune it where it's been overloaded with the cares of this world, traditions of men, bad teaching, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the foxes, the wolves, destroying it. I'm going to pick it up. The vine that has all this dirt on it, that's not bearing fruit, I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to elevate it. This is your year. To be delivered and elevated. And I am going to cause it to bear more fruit. Just as God did not cast away Israel, his people, God has not cast you away.
1: Have you missed God? Have you missed
0: expectations? Maybe you didn't bear fruit. What fruit? The fruit of the Spirit. In your life. Another time I'll teach some more about it. Maybe you didn't bear fruit of good conduct from your spirit out. Maybe you didn't bear fruit of converting people to Christ. Maybe you didn't bear fruit of ministering to the saints. God says, according to John 15, he cleanse you with a word. Which he's doing today. He'll wash you with the washing of water by the word. And he will refresh you. Restore your soul. Amen. Maybe you didn't know, like Adam, that this devil is a real devil and wants to destroy your garden. And instead of listening to God, you disobeyed God. Listened to the
1: enemy. He did not guard.
0: And so you lost your garden, you lost your fruit. But life is not over. Christ is our redeemer. Christ is our savior. His name, Jesus, means salvation. You know, in the Hebrew, it's Yehoshua, just like Joshua or Yeshua, for sure, Yeshua. His full name is Yehoshua. Yehoshua means God our salvation. But why? Because you and I need rescue. Ladies and gentlemen, we need help. We need salvation from sin. We need to be delivered from unfruitful works of darkness so we may be fruitful. My prayer for you is that what God said in Genesis 1, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. Be your portion. What you lost, may God replenish this year. Where you've been buried. May God make you fruitful. Where even your progress has been delayed or has not been great, may God give you increase, multiply, fast forward you, zoom you ahead, you know, fast push you forward by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You know, that, that spirit that came upon Elijah that made a human being run faster than a horse, than a horse-driven chariot. I mean, that that's in the natural impossible, but God did it. The world created something like the bionic man. Sometimes these things are amazing. ladies gentlemen. How the world taps into some things that are in the Bible. It's, it's almost like Their mind is just trying to take it. Their heart hasn't believed yet. But it amazes me how they tap into some of these things. Like I was saying in in the, I don't know, like the Avengers movie or Captain America. You know, there's a man. There's there's an actor. He's a man, but he flies. He has wings. It just comes out and he flies. I mean, that is just cool. And that's taken from the Bible. Gabriel is a man but an archangel who flies swiftly. May God send your angels to you to work in your behalf and may this year any demonic prince against you, the prince of Persia, the prince of Grisha, the prince of Washington, D.C., the prince of Iran, of whatever nation you are in right now, may that demonic ruling spirit be bound in the name of Jesus Christ. And may Michael, the warring angel, rise to defend you it says Satan, the dragon, fought with his angels. And Michael and his angels in Revelation 12 7, they also fought and they defeated the dragon. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that this year, the angelic forces of God that encamp around you will fight on your behalf. In the name of Jesus Christ, that devouring spirits that have come to devour your liver, your lungs, have come to devour your heart, devour your kidneys. I pray in the name of Jesus that the warring angels of God will crush them by the blood of Jesus. May you have victory. The Bible says the brethren overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, not loving their lives even unto death. According to Revelation 12, verse 1, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that by the speaking blood of Jesus, that gives you life, salvation from sin, rescue from trouble, from disease, from death, from untimely death. I pray that the blood of Jesus will speak better things for you, will bring mercy. I pray that productivity will come to your business. Productivity will come. That contract will come to you. That contract will come to you. May the enemy forces that are risen against you be defeated. Satan, the devil, the dragon, and his angels be defeated by the angel Michael and his forces in the name of Jesus. May the blood of Jesus Christ speak better things for you to defeat any sacrifice that has been made against you. Whatever is speaking in the realm of darkness, against you that you may not know of. Whatever sacrifice there is, may the sacrifice of the blood of Jesus that speaks better things speak now into your life in Jesus' name. God showed me the operation of the angel Michael, the operation of angel Gabriel. I pray that you have insight and revelation in the knowledge of God this season, receiving your spirit. And by, by knowledge, may you build your house and your house be filled with all manner of pleasant riches. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, the Lord who gives seed to the sower and God who co- who gives causes the rain to fall upon the seed and gives increase, may God give you the seed. That is the word, the revelation you need in Jesus' name to move you like, like Elizabeth from barrenness to fruitfulness. May what you give birth to be like John the Baptist, Rise to be great in this earth to make a change in the world. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Receive the blessing of God. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Now for a moment, just meditate on this with me. Think about this. Let's go beyond just our church walls. Just for a moment and think about this.
1: Even in the natural world, the people who have been born who bore fruit that internationally
0: affected humanity. Think about it. Sometimes we only think within the church walls, you know, and all we can see is just our little corner. But for for those of us in the United States, I think tomorrow, yes, tomorrow is a national holiday. Monday, tomorrow is a national holiday. In honor of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, you know, one of the great leaders of the civil rights movement here in the United States. Just think about this for, for a moment. I, I know sometimes we just just like you know, Christians, it's just church. But think about this. This this one man, look at the fruit again, please don't misunderstand. I'm not saying he's a perfect person. No human being is perfect. I'm not saying he's not, he's the only one who was in the civil rights movement. So so let's just bear with me, all right. But this this one man, look at how God used him to bear fruit to advance lives. That in this country, the United States, black people can vote, have a voice. This is just an example. You think about Nelson Mandela or South Africa, for example. Again, not a perfect person. I'm just saying that we need to look outside the church. And sometimes think about fruits that people have borne that changed the world. I may not say the name the right way, but as I was meditating on this, you know, one of the examples that came to me was a a slave in
1: Haiti, uh, Louverture. I think Louverture was his name. You know? who led a revolution to bring that nation from slavery to independence, was a slave. And from there, other
0: Black nations were like, okay, we can also be free. Look at the fruit that Mr. Louverture bore. Sometimes I know, we don't we're just Christians, we're just looking at our church walls. But the people that God raises in generations that change the world. May you be a world changer. Amen. Sometimes something that somebody produces in their lab changes the health of people. May you be that person. And that's 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 what I prayed about today. This is my prayer for you. Amen. May you bear fruit that is to change, convert people to Christ. May you bear fruit that is conduct that glorifies God. Because we saw it today. He says, I'm looking for fruit that will glorify me. That you bear more fruit. It's your conduct. Are you bringing people to Christ? Your prayer Effectual, perfect prayer for righteous man. avails much. Are you praying? God's looking out. Is somebody praying for America? Is somebody praying for the nations? Is somebody praying for the church, the community, the the city? Is somebody praying? Be that somebody. Be that somebody. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God make you a world changer. A world changer. May you bear fruit. May you bear fruit. May you bear fruit. Maybe you are, you say, well, I'm just, just, it's just me. I'm just, you know, one woman, just Elizabeth. But you never know. Your John the Baptist be the way maker for the Messiah. Don't count yourself out. Don't. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you to the person who was. About to give up has been encouraged today. And I thank you that they see how you can use them, maybe their family, maybe their child, their John the Baptist, their Yeshua, their baby Jesus, to change the whole world. I thank you. Out of bondage, out of slavery, out of the pit, you bring them to the palace. Let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be as he did for Joseph from the pit, the prime minister of Egypt. And he saved Israel, he saved Egypt, he saved the nations. I thank you for that person. I thank you for that person. I thank you for that life. I bless them, I bless them. May they bear more fruit in the name of Jesus. I rebuke devouring spirits. I rebuke wolves that have come to devour the flock. Whatever has come patrolling lives, to destroy them. Send angels to patrol the lives of born-again believers. Cover their homes. May good reside in their camps, the houses of the righteous. The Lord bless you. The Lord increase you. The Lord multiply you in the name Jesus. Come out of hopelessness to hope in Christ. Come out of fruitlessness, barrenness to abundance in Jesus' matchless name by the faith of the living God. I call it down. You are healed from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. The word enters your bone and your marrow. The word enters your heart, your liver, your kidneys, your blood, your bone and marrow and heals you. Your body bears fruit of strength. In the name of Jesus Christ, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you your inheritance among the saints in life. Your body is healed so you can work for God. May God remember your work and your labor of love. May God remember your ministry as you've preached to the saints, as you've given finances, as you've given prayer, your time, your encouragement to people. May God remember this and may God reward you. May God reward you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, by the faith of God, I call it done. In Jesus' matchless name, amen, amen, amen. Give him praise, somebody. Come on, church, all around the world, let's give God praise for what he alone has done. Amen. Go ahead. Give him
1: praise for your life. Praise God.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Thank God right now. Thank him, thank him, thank him. Want to do that before we end. Let's thank God together. I know you always praise God, but let's do it together right now. Thank him for what he's done. Thank him. Thank him that what you produce is like John the Baptist, the way maker for Jesus to be manifested to your community, your city, your country, what you produce. I don't know what, Whatever God has called you to produce will change lives. Hallelujah. Amen. Go ahead and thank God for that. Amen. Thank God. Thank God your life will speak. Make a difference. Thank God. Thank God your fruit will remain. Thank God that what you produce, oh, you will not lose, but it will increase. God will give the increase. Amen. That God is zooming you forward. Thank God for that. There's an anointing of Elijah that has come upon you. You will run faster than those who have gone ahead of you. You will beat the competition. You do better than the world. Listen, God has set you above. The contract is yours. The breakthrough is yours. You will come out better than unbelievers so that God will be glorified. You're going to say, man, God is with that person. Thank God for that. Go ahead, please. Don't stop. Just thank God. Thank God. Something comes to your mind, right? Now, thank God for it. Thank God for that job you apply for, that position, the best, thank God for it right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Go ahead and thank God. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. Whatever you needed that the Lord touched your heart today about, please, thank God. Thank God right now that you are born again. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank you, Lord. Thank God. God. Go ahead. Let's do a chest. Hallelujah.
1: Together. Thank you, Father.
0: Oh, Kabazam Dabak. Glory, glory, glory. And Thank you, Lord Jesus. You, Lord Jesus. You. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Bless your holy name,
1: God. We magnify your name, God. Hallelujah.
0: Thank, Thank you, Lord. Me. Let's do a church. Thank you, Father. Let's
1: be the Thank church. You. Do this together. Thank, Thank you, Father. God,
0: please. Again, Thank I know the Lord Holy Name. You. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, we're together. Let the people Thank of God you, bless us. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Psalm we we praise. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Magnify and your all name. that is within me. Bless yeah. his holy name. Oh, God. Bless me. I do not forget. Oh, all you Thank you, Lord. Forgive all my sins. You heal all my diseases. Yes, yes. You deliver me from destruction. You yes, crown Lord. me with loving and kindness and eternal yes. mercies. Yes. You Lord. set my sins away from Alleluia. me as far as the east from the west. Thank Alleluia. God. Please, just do it. Please, just for a few Hallelujah. We are the church. Let's do it. Around Glory. The world. Your hope. Glory. Right there. Thank you, Lord. That I know some of them you in yeah. California, Manishina. in London, in Ghana, yes, some of in Georgia, so. North so. Carolina, all around the West Cities here. Just for a few minutes Randele. before we Randele. end, Randele. thank God together. I'm telling Randele. you, thank you, Lord. thank you that Randele. worship, thank you, Lord. Thank you. To yeah, food, yeah. the three archangels, defense, yeah. thank you, Lord. communication, hallelujah. and then worship yeah. Yeah. and music. Praise God and thank God together. Hallelujah! One will chase a thousand, and two will chase ten thousand. As they lifted their voice to God, God sent ambush against the enemy. And God yes. destroyed the enemy. And the people became yes. victorious. Hallelujah. Let's praise the Lord together. Hallelujah. Let's we magnify the Lord. Lord. Come we on, saints. Magnify the Lord. Lord with me. Bless his name. How good the Lord is. Hallelujah. Mandolo Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Come on,
0: people on zoom i want to see you praising god in the name of jesus hallelujah if it doesn't bother you on zoom let us see you praising god let us see you praising god if you don't want us to see your face let's let's see a picture in your house let's engage one another
1: thank you jesus let's see you let's praise god together i I need for you to do this before you go today My God, my God, my
0: God, hallelujah. Come on, as God's people praise the Lord, the Lord destroy the works of darkness. We shall be fruitful, and the Lord shall bless the works of our hands. We shall be mighty in the earth. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I totally agree with you. you. That angels surround you, yes, angels yes, encamp yes, around yes, you. Yes, Lady yes, and Dale yes. of Mazunda Thank you for your I pray in the name of the Lord, Lord, Lord Jesus that God will send his warring Thank angels you. to Thank fight you. ruling spirits of Washington, DC, the Prince well, of Asia, Persia, Canada, the Prince Canada. of Grisha, the Prince of Haiti, yes, the Prince yes, of yes, Africa, that yes, the Lord will yes, send. Warren angels to Day fight Day. against these crosses as we Day. praise Day. the Lord together, as Day. Day. we magnify Day. the Lord together. Yes, hallelujah. And name, blessed be the name of the Lord, glory blessed glory. be the name glory. of the Lord. Thank Thank Lord God. God. And Thank you, Lord God. magnify ah, your name. We give the Father you seeks us to worship Him. Those Hallelujah. who worship Him in spirit
1: and in truth. I tell you, God is seeking
0: to see. If you are bearing the fruit of worship, of prayer, to God. Amen. Thank May you. God use it.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Yes, yeah, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. I sense it. When I see it. It's happening. The is falling on people. It is happening now. Some of you feel your body, your body shaking, your body shaking, your body is vibrating right now. The power of God is in you. It is happening right now in the name of Jesus. Your body has been quickened, been healed. Your mind is being healed and restored in the name of Jesus. Instead of a spirit of Alleluia. sorrow, a spirit Alleluia. of Alleluia. praise
1: has Alleluia. come. Alleluia.
0: Yes, thank you, Father. Yes, sir. Instead of thank that grief sitting on you, glory and grace have come. Glory. I feel it. I sense it, thank and you. I thank God for it. Thank yes, you. sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Alleluia. The breakthrough has come. Thank oh, you. Glory to God. Hilaria Mazunta Mamaria, Ilamorocos in e ba- Cole, ta- the Legia, O Calamasante, Yes, Lord. Yes, yes Lord. Praise, yes, Lord. Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you for the deliverance O God.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Randa, Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yaramashakaturia. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, saints. Hallelujah, saints. Glory Hallelujah. to God.
1: Grace. Glory to God. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. 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 God bless you. 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 The Bible says when Paul. Paul and Silas prayed and they sang praises to God. God sent God hallelujah. As, As Paul and Silas together all right Saints as,
1: hallelujah.
0: As Paul and Silas prayed
1: prayed and they sang
0: praises to God. Act 16:2. they prayed and they sang praises to God. What did God do? God opened the prison doors. God released them from the chains. Amen. That's deliverance. And subsequent to that, salvation came to the jailer and his household.
1: God used these two And they prayed,
0: when the sang praises, God used them to speak to the prisoners of the love of God. I want to tell you today, I, I know it from the Bible, I'm sure you've seen it from the Bible, but I've sensed it by the Holy Spirit. We have broken through today. And your life will bring change to your community, your city your country, yes, hallelujah. People will be converted who come to Christ. I bless you with
1: this. May the Lord remember your labor of love, which you have shown toward the Lord. In that, in the past, You have prayed for people. You have preached. You have taught. You have encouraged. You have helped somebody financially. What you have labored. May the Lord remember you. May the Lord remember you.
0: Your labor of love. Your work of ministry. That Bible study that you have taught consistently. Faithfully. And it looked like nobody said thank you or acknowledged you. It didn't bother you. You did it for God. God saw it. And today I pray the Lord reward you. And the Lord bless you exceedingly.
1: In Jesus' name. It is done. It is done.
0: It is done.
1: It is 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 done.
0: Let's thank God for it. Amen. 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 Now finally I want to pray for your finances, I want to pray for you as we give tithes, offerings, and gifts of love to God. As we bring our tithes, our offerings, and our gifts of love to God, I want to pray for you around the world. Father, I thank you for God's people. I ask that you bless the works of your hands. Multiply them, increase them. Bless their farm, their field, their company, their investments. Bless the works of their hands. Bless their generations. Bless their their families, Lord, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, now receive tithes, offerings, gifts of love, vows that we made privately in our hearts to you, even thanksgiving offerings that we chose to bring to you. We present them to you through Jesus Christ, our high priest. Receive our worship of God. Yes, 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 yes. It's happening. It's happening. Your worship goes to God. And by this worship, your fruit remains. By this worship, you are fruitful. Amen. I declare it. I decree it. And what I hear, I speak you have it now, in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for receiving our worship. Our tithes, offerings and gifts of love in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I sensed it. I thank God for it. It's done. Of course, we give by faith. I thank God for that. By faith, we receive. But also, I sensed idea I needed to let you know. Amen. Give whatever is in your heart that you want to give. Amen. Give, and may God bless you. Also, as a ministry, obviously, We need to continue to function uh, uh, today because of bad weather, inclement weather in this area. I broadcast the program from home and not from the Czech. Well, we have Czech sanctuary. Mortgage needs to be paid. Bills continue. So please give generously to help us catch up on bills, pay the mortgage. And I'm believing that, that the $1 million debt on the church, our our main uh, headquarters sanctuary will be paid. That property will be paid. Amen. Before we have to renew this in five years, I think it's 2025, I'm believing God that that $1 million will be paid off. Amen. It's just like your house needs the mortgage paid or rent paid. The church also needs that. So although we have quarantine and COVID and all that going on, Sometimes we don't have in-person services. The chance still continues to function. So please remember to give. For those of you on Zoom, the information is on your screen right now. For others on our phone line,
1: uh, you have the information
0: now that I'm going to give to you. There are three ways to give. You can give via Zelle or PayPal or send a check to our mailing address. It's on the screen. For those on audio only, uh, please, via Zelle, send to 571-234-2387. So Zelle, World Missions Ministries, Number for Zell for World Missions Ministries is 571 234 2387. God bless you. Also, since this is broadcast online and we're not in church today, I encourage you to please take a moment to go online and safely give via PayPal. Now, you want to go to wmmchurch.org, wmmchurch.org, and you will see a red donate button in the middle of the screen. Just click on the red donate button. It's going to take you to PayPal and give as you choose online. You can do that now. It's safe. And the ministry will receive it. It's going to be a blessing to God's word. Thank you. Finally, you can give by check. I know some people don't want to give by PayPal because you know they, they, they actually have charges and you don't want to pay that. That's fine. You can also send a check to World Missions Ministries in the mail. The address is 6805
1: East Clinton Street. Clinton, Maryland, 20735, that's USA. I repeat
0: for checks to World Missions Ministries, address 6805, East Clinton
1: Street, Clinton, Maryland,
0: 20735, USA. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord's name be on you so that no labor, no name of darkness will be on you to manifest in your life. Be blessed going, be blessed coming. May you be fruitful in all you do. May you bear fruit in your mind, good fruit, fruit in your soul to be at peace, at rest. Put in your body, you healthy. Be at peace in every area of your mind. Spirit, soul, and body. In Jesus' much name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Have a great Sunday, wonderful week. And we'll be back in church next Sunday. Believe that snow is not gonna stop us. There'll be no snow on Sunday. <laughs> so we back in person, uh, for in-person services on Sunday. Obviously, we still have our mask on and social distancing church. Online services for for our online church members will continue. For all of you who are in different states and around the world, yes, we'll continue online services via Zoom, uh, on YouTube, and Facebook, right? God bless you. Also, obviously, we are on Spotify and different platforms. Just look for World Missions Ministries, and we're
1: there. God bless you.